Welcome to the second episode of Nerds, Novices and Nice Guys. This is your host for the day Arjun and with me are my co-hosts Kunal aka Kek Warrior. Hi guys. Avineet aka Neat Senpai. What's up? What's up? And Samrat aka Uncultured Nathi Hindi speaker. Hello. Nerds, Novices and Nice Guys is a podcast which talks about everything that Gen Z cares about from internet culture to shit posting. from anime to manga from movies to music and speaking of music today we will be talking about bollywood music especially from 2000s a decade which i'm sure all four of us can agree on and i'm pretty sure the audience will too that was one of the best decades for the movies and music both by the way samrat you were supposed to tell us the origin of this name but once again you klpd'd us and this time the general audience was klpd too so they kind of got the taste of how we are how we feel like every single day you're pretty used to this klpding and the only group of people you klpd is us is friends I'm like wow man why this is not, not unity, unity man this is not cool i uh, like i don't klpd you guys now I've never KLPDD you after the beginning of the first episode, but I do realize that yeah, I used to KLPDD you guys. And uh, now coming to the story, so we'll have to travel to the distant past of 2017, the summer of 2017. I was an 11th grader, 16 year old piece of shit kid. Still up? Yeah, I'm still a piece of shit. I agree. So now I'm on a school trip. I'm in Bangalore, and I'm in a McDonald's at MG Road. We are sitting down. We're a group of friends. We are young people on a school trip, so naturally we are excited. We're talking, and uh, we're laughing. We are. We were just having a grand time, and uh, we were eating and stuff. So it was. It was very chill. It was basically what students do on a school trip: be excited and you know just laugh. And uh, the table next to ours obviously had a South Indian group because they were speaking some South Indian language, and. Very clearly, I listen. I hear this dude just, you know, say with a heavy amount of contempt in his voice. He just goes on and says, "You know, these uncultured Narthi Hindi speakers, no, they don't know how to behave in public and stuff like that. And why are they shouting so much? Why are they so loud? Why can't they just be quiet?" And I'm like, uh, you know, basically talk shit about us, and I. I don't think he realized that the English that he spoke was the same as ours. Like you can't pull the my language is different and I'll diss you in that language with other people who speak the language speak the same language as uh, as me on your face. You can't pull that trick with English because everyone speaks it. So the you know I first of all I hit the hit the realization you know about how united we are as a nation how how much unity we enjoy. and the second was just bewilderment and uh, a sense of like what the fuck is going on and uh, this stayed me- with me for a while and when i was i was just racking my brain for an instagram username i ch- you know this i was reminded of this incident and went with went with it because it was now it's like a funny highlight of my life about how south indians love north indians i hope mm. that guys listening you know and yeah Hi, if you are listening to this, if you are listening to this, thanks for in, you know inspiring me to use this username. I love you, and I hope you do great things in life. Yeah, nah, we hope you are happy and safe in these times. Anyways, let's uh, let's go uh, get to the topic, uh, and uh, it's uh, it's something which we all four were really excited about. I mean, um, even before this podcast I uh, came about, we were uh, all uh, excited about talking about the things that we like, and one of the things that All the four of us like is Bollywood music from 2000s. It's something that we all can agree was very good. And uh, um, I would like to ask all of you that what kind of memories do you associate with that period? You know, you were growing up uh, back then, and these songs obviously play, played a lot, a, a very important role in your maturity, in you maturing or not maturing, in being immature pieces of shit. So um, let's start with you, Samrat. What what goes to your mind when you listen to a song by say KK or Atif Aslam? And uh, you do you go back to that place and what happens? Tell us. So what goes through my head is just this 
part of my childhood that I really like, I really cherish. The first, you know, the first ten years of my life were amazing. They were the best childhood that a child could ask for. And Bollywood music from that era obviously reminds me of this, and it just it it gives me a warm and fuzzy feeling, which is how nostalgia is supposed to work. So it makes me extremely nostalgic, and it just makes me feel good. And coupled with the fact that the music is actually musically good as well, it just creates an amazing feeling. I am reminded of you know vibing to songs with my father, you know songs from especially Yuva. Songs from Yuva were. overplayed at my place we danced to the tunes we you know just we listened to them together as a family my mom my father and i so we we had a grand time with that music and that has stayed with me through the through the years and when i listen to it now it just teleports me back to that place and i love that nice and um yeah it's true you know because even i uh, even i can say that the first 10 years of my life were like the best period it was an amazing feeling to grow up and right now i can't uh, i don't have vivid Im- images of me growing up but yeah these frag- uh, fragments came uh, come into my mind t- from time to time and they just remind me how carefree and how happy i was back then and the songs from then played a very important role um my uh, my dad used to have many cassettes at back then and uh, he particularly used to have a lot of lucky ali cassettes and uh, um along with that he had another cd and uh, that cd was a compilation of some songs from back then and it was so cool you know whenever he used to play it and uh, uh, mitwa used to play for example or indino used to play nowadays whenever those songs play i am just transported back to this warm place where i just where i was happy and you know just lying around watching 9xm <laughs> watching the mu- music videos on 9xm 9xm was amazing when i listen to the such songs again um i am reminded of that amazing feeling and then i long to go back so it is it is very good right kunal what about you well like you know you all have pointed out songs by kk ratif aslam ho chohan they all hold a very special place for us and all the people out there who are listening to who will listen to this you know we went to various phases you know they in their youth we in our teenage and we could connect to them i don't know how but we could connect and it it's very special like they had songs for every yeah. emotion you could think of from heartbreak to missing someone for love for family they made songs for everything and with such meaningful lyrics and the background score and i mean the uh, the use of instruments was so beautiful at that time i mean i remember like uh, i was like 6 7 year old and at that time i came across my favorite song at that time i would say still it holds a very special place and uh, guess what it's by lucky ali you know and in that in it was a part of a movie and he was actually you know in the lead in that movie lucky ali he uh, acted in that movie it was called sur Good the movie. melody of life and that's and that uh, you know song was abija as subah abija so that song was such a beautiful piece of art and it it has a very nice uh, you know piece of violin in that and i would suggest people to you know guys if you haven't heard the song or if you have you know heard it long back please go and revisit the song the violin part and you will just fall in love with that and lucky ali's uh, you know magical vocals are just an you know uh, you know an experience uh, talked and, about lucky ali huh? uh, i am not going to start talking about my experience with uh, experiences about lucky ali with lucky ali because they are a whole uh, right now but uh, yeah i remember last year i went to my first concert and that was by lucky ali and uh, he uh, his uh, i guess his violinist was there and um, if i remember correctly his name was um, manoj george if i am not wrong so uh, this guy he played some fantastic violin i mean lucky ali's voice was as usual amazing and that is even more mind boggling when you realize that he is 60 years of age and he still sounds like he is 40 45 but uh, manoj george's violin was so beautiful he played violin on all the uh, on on all the guitar sections of lucky ali's songs and uh, 
the violin uh, the piece of violin on uh, abija uh, i remember i was so moved by that live performance and i'm pretty sure everybody else in the audience was and it was an amazing experience so yeah yeah it it is was very you know uh, really experience and the uh, thing you pointed out of like uh, how luckily you know 60 years of age and still sounds beautifully i would like to say you know i have a co- close relation with classical music i myself learned classical music so i would like, like to say that the amount of practice these guys put like they they all practice 6 7 hours a, a day like for sure they practice it's like they're part of schedule and that has really you know that keeps your voice a top notch even at a age it's not like uh, it goes on with your age it's just your practice and the very fact that he still sings like that shows that that person still you know puts in about 6 7 hours of practice every day so that's really wonderful the commitment a person has to yeah. what he loves abhinit is surprisingly quiet uh, i am pretty sure uh, unlike us he when he was growing up he was reading ambedkar and hegel and these ha so all something basic like i don't know um abhinit who were your basic philosophers when you were growing up because that's i am pretty sure you uh, you would not have had the experiences that we have the three of us right or or am i wrong here i mean like yeah like i i grew up like reading a lot of existential philosophy probably i think that is the area that really ex- exist you know explicit that really excited me and really got me into philosophy and stuff but yeah i mean that is uh, a thing that we can talk about later uh yeah as far as bollywood music from 2000 is concerned uh, okay i just want to come off clearly that i'm nowhere as experienced in the subject as arjun or uh, samarth i am the novice in this episode uh probably kunal is the nice guy and the nerds are uh, arjun and samarth <laughs> so yeah Uh, but yeah like i don't i never sort of you know had a bollywood jamming playlist or you know my favorite list of bollywood music it's more like i did not listen to bollywood music i sort of lived it you know you i go I, you know i used to go to parties i used to go to functions where this music was playing i used to listen to my sister playing random music on her uh, you know on her speakers and you know i used to sort of listen to it and there are so many pieces of music that sort of got you know nostalgia chain to my you know uh, my childhood so you know there are many pieces of music uh, i just listen to and i just you know just sort of flow into that sort of nostalgia stay like you know uh, one example i can distinct, distinctively remember was kabhi kabhi aditi and it was such a beautiful song and you know it was like every time i listen to it i just used to get reminded of the time i used to sit on my computer and play prince of persia for hours <laughs> after coming back from school so yeah i think you know like that is my experience with bollywood music has been my my i do not listen to a lot of bollywood music because uh, again i when i started you know having developing a taste in music uh, i think you know 2015 16 or you know whatever at that time i i uh, bollywood music was not going through its best phase uh, it had yeah. already passed right so yeah so so yeah so i think you know i just sort of you know de- developed a distaste for bollywood music in general do i thought man this is like not the sort of music i want to listen to it's it's like it's too gaudy it's too i mean jarring i don't like it it does not have the sort of melody that you know Uh, I mean, uh, so that bedroom pop has probably, or you know, I was a big fan of Ed Sheeran back then. So, I, I you know, juxtaposed to all these things. But of course, I sort of rediscovered old Bollywood music and you know, Bollywood music from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and I really and became a fan of that. But I think this area was still unexplored to me, except you know, this nostalgia chaining and you know, remembering stuff from childhood. Uh, but again, that knowledge is not very classified, right? You can. uh you know this uh, like say the first line of the uh, of the song i can complete the song completely sing the song but i won't remember what's the exact title or you know what what is the singer's name or which movie it was in so it is very disorganized the way you know, that the i the tldr you know, of uh, so, yeah. and avinith entire uh, uh, of whatever he said is that basically when uh, when we go through uh, through heartbreaks or some sad periods we listen to atif aslam or uh, maybe mohit chauhan or even jagjit singh and uh, but abhinit basically reads about nietzsche and existential nihilism so 
yeah we are very boring true and <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but you know still jokes aside the thing i believe said that uh, like i may not remember the title and all but if you sing a song then i will complete the lyrics i mean that pretty much you know uh, accomplishes what Uh, the music uh, you know was thinking of what it, it uh, wanted to do like it wanted to make a place and a connect and i guess if you are finishing lyrics i think you made that connect and you know about music so yeah man yeah, yeah, that was so come i i, I said, would agree uh, that yeah. whenever he listens to kabhi kabhi aditi uh, he remembers that he goes back to the time when he used to come back home and play prince of persia uh, this uh, this uh, this is something that i have realized that happens with me too we uh, we tend to associate some image uh, some image or some memory with these songs like um, if if for example if kk's kyu aaj kal neend kam khwab zyada hai starts playing i would remember um, our house was very big back then and uh, and i used to cycle inside the living area so uh, i would go back to that place when i am cycling around in my uh, house and watching tom and jerry and maybe those other cartoons so yeah and that's one of the best things about music um whatever your preferences in music are 10 15 years later you are going to remember that and then you are just going to think about that particular image in your mind and that's something which seems very good to me it seems very beautiful yeah, right and um i don't know how to explain that but yeah speaking of uh, kk Tell me what kind of artists, what types of artists and albums, movie albums you all really liked when you were growing up. Um, so yeah, I remember I used to watch a lot of out of the way, you know, objectively what you would call shady Bollywood movies, which were which were trying to bank in on the new, you know, popularity that Hollywood movies enjoyed in India. Uh, mm. You know, the emergence of TV channels which used to air them. So. a lot of those movies even though the plot was obviously rehashes of the plot was rehashes of hollywood movies but they had amazing music i am i remember the album of uh, 8 by 10 tasveer which is a, which was this out of the way movie being really good i remember that album there was this album from a movie that neel nitin mukesh uh, you know was a part of and It, it also included like with 8 by 10 tasveer it also had this whole mystery around cameras and i remember the background score and the music and the songs fitting the movie perfectly and back then in my opinion songs were made for the movies and not for not in my opinion for making them you know commodities for the public so to say they were put for you know business purposes obviously the songs and the albums had to make money but in my opinion it was there was more of musicianship back then like yeah abhinit yeah abhinit mentioned this uh, abhinit mentioned him remembering the lyrics to songs that he listened to a long while ago which just you know speaks to how good lyrics were and in my opinion Uh, the era of the 2000s was the last you know period of good lyrics in in india in the bollywood music industry because after that if you notice from uh, with the rise of honey singh and the aftermath you have objectively shitty lyrics in bollywood be it be it a party song be it uh, you know a love song be it what fuck kind of song you have objectively shitty lyrics that make no sense and are forgettable as fuck because every song sounds the same as the other yeah the public uh, one song comes out it's a banger for i guess it's a quote and quote banger i would say uh, for uh, uh, two three weeks and then another new song will come out and then people will forget about the other one and yeah that's true and uh, um that point that you made that uh, the songs were made for the album and not for the public that's very true it's nowadays when you uh, nowadays you see these songs are labeled as party tracks right or uh, uh, yeah so these songs are not exactly being made for the movie uh, and um, that's a sad thing yeah we can say but um, let's uh, let's not wear of topic but uh, okay so kunal what uh, what do you uh, consider as your favorite albums or artists or stuff well you know uh, first of all me being the most indecisive guy in the world out there 
I cannot decide that one thing. So I would not say I have one favorite. You know, it keeps changing. But yeah, I have lots of favorites. So some of them being, uh, I guess, start from the beginning. So it was you know, gangster. Okay, and then the rock star album, which I guess everyone loves out there. Then life in the metro album was there. So these these particular albums were quite much of a highlight to me. And then there was you know songs from particular movies plus the god of I guess I would say bad movies, but <laughs> good music Imran Hashmi. So it was like a a different genre out there. Like we would say album is uh, like this uh, movies album and all. And then there was this genre in music searching. Yeah, Imran Hashmi movie songs. Is, uh, so not, yeah, uh, the, the first thing that you are gonna search on YouTube is not Imran Hashmi movie song, but uh, it's something else. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, that that what a ten year old kid does Imran Hashmi movies. But when you get a little bit old. <laughs> uh you you yeah, go for the movie songs true, true. then just clearing it out okay so yeah i mean that these songs like this is what i really uh, loved you know and the thing you samrat and all you said just right now of the songs right now for being parties and all and i even noticed the movies which are so called you know musical drama movies and all even the songs in that movie does not have any relation to the story or to the characters or nothing like i noticed in rockstar and it was titled a musical romantic drama and it was by every word by every definition the main character okay he his progress all his stages in life emotions all were portrayed by a series of songs the lyrics and all they really was for the movie they made up the movie the st- that those songs from the you know substance of the movie and these days i mean even if you brand him as musical movie or something then still there's no connection it just for consumers just you know songs you can yeah. just jump on and all but no feeling so that so, i really miss um, a know, lot that i miss a lot thing is i hate about bollywood music today but i don't know how they just could take something which is so good and make it so soulless which is it just pains you know it pains me to listen to those songs there are i'm not denying the existence of good songs which have come out in recent times there have been some very good albums and very great songs but ultimately the overall you know bollywood scene in my opinion is trash right now yeah it has go- i mean it has massively uh, gone down and in such a short time yeah, rockstar was released in 2011 and by immediately by 2013 you had some very uh, i am not exactly blaming arijit singh for this but yeah after ashiqui 2 came out you had this particular set of singers who were all trying to imitate arijit singh's voice and uh, and all the music directors wanted to have that kind of vibe to their songs and two uh, two years immediately two years after rockstar you had so many weird uh, 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 so so many bad albums and i can't even begin to rant about it but yeah we we are not here to do that uh, let me t- uh, my my personal uh, my personal favorites i guess would be mohit chauhan first of all mohit chauhan is a very big favorite of mine i can't even begin to talk about how uh, how much i like his music and um, he was i guess he was practically on every other album back in the 2000s am i right guys he every album you take you have to have one song by mohit chauhan and moralesia yeah. i think the point about uh, you know the, the deplorable condition about you know uh, the current bollywood scene is i think that just captures the zeitgeist of this era itself right for example ever since like 2014 the the cultural and the political climate in this country has you know significantly you know like downgraded and you know the sort of hostility you have towards pakistani uh, artists and you know the 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 divide in bollywood itself i mean that has exacerbated in the last year with this entire nepotism thing and you know this uh, splitting of people into two halves i think which and both halves of which are extremely problematic by the way but that is in and of itself a different debate i think that has really affected and you know the way that you know music is being done i think 
today if i if someone has to ask me about you know where should i go you know where should i listen to good indian music from my suggestion would always be from the indie scene bro because the industry is itself you know very yeah, dominant that thing you, you talk know, about the right yeah it is true because back in 2000s india was you know it was just experiencing the effects of liberalization and uh, it was slow, the economy was slowly picking up pace the jobs were increasing college students were coming out they were uh, they had lot you could experience the youth you could just breathe it in the air that youth energy you know pepsi had those ads ye hai yangistan ka wow and that stuff so there was this energy in the, in the people and people were happy in general in my opinion because uh, i agree yeah they were, uh, yeah so yeah, they yeah, were definitely. Not more happy back uh, you know and um uh, that transcended into the music kk take kk kk was a big sell uh, big sell in the back in the 2000s and every song of his has this infectious energy in, in it that makes you want to just bop and whenever a song of his starts playing and um, that was the case back then and you could just uh, smell it like when kurt cobain talks about smells like teen spirit uh, uh, these songs to the the 2000 songs they kind of remind you of that youth spirit and you could let it smell it in the frequency waves of those songs True. so yeah i think that some where has gone now as in, well in, in you know from opinion, both from the music and as well as from our reality you know, itself comfortable, comfortable phase of our lives our childhood like we remember it as our phase but ultimately if you look at the socio economic conditions as you guys mentioned yeah obviously there was this optimism which is going about we were one of the fastest growing nation fastest growing economy. exactly the optimism we had, we had amazing education the iits at that time were booming we had wow. a lot yeah. of and exactly we had youthful energy going all around and that in my opinion affected the industry you had movies like dil chahta hai you had jaane tu ya jaane na you had delhi belly which which you know sort of encapsulated this feeling of youth and youth culture and uh, that is what gave uh, gave a lot of things flavor back then yeah and i sort of want to talk about this death of optimism thing right with after you know this entire uh, um, counter revolutionary movement sort of started springing all around you know you had modi in india you had trump you had uh, boris and you had you know the brazilian guy whatever his name is bolsonaro and you have all these sort of leaders coming up who are depressively conservative depressively bigoted and you know and then there are of course you know predictions about climate change and you know how we are all going to die and now you know we just have a manifestation of the horror in in form of a covid lockdown and you know uh, a global pandemic so i think the mood in general has sort of gone is is slipping downwards and you know that optimism i i just don't see that returning in anywhere in the near future we don't know how long we have to live till the worst of the climate change comes in and you know this sort of pessimistic approach towards reality has taken over and i think that that has affected the way we do art the way we do you know because obviously bollywood music is commercial music right and it just banks on and rolls on the you know on the dollar at the 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 rupees that it you know churns out and the revenue it churns out and when that is like you know i mean it, that is like in a very pessimistic light i don't know how far the, that creativity and that creative space will also exist right where artists can operate freely and try to experiment new things they would just want to stick to you know whatever works and you know that that i think stifles the sort of you know imaginative capability you know, you know we, uh, uh, is, the potential is, that these artists said, have it is very true but we are kind of veering off topic and yeah. it is like we might just start <laughs> we might as well start talking about music by weekend and joji if we are talking about depressing and sad stuff right so yeah let's come the, back to the happy era man let's yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's just live in nostalgia you know let's just be nostalgic you know, this, for this time of nostalgia of at least yeah so um anyways uh, nostalgia se yaad aaya uh, i remember uh, how uh, lucky i was talking about lucky ali and um, it is so great to see right now that the people uh, that people are suddenly t- talking about him so much and that video of him singing o sanam came out and uh, um, it is so good when people talk about lucky ali because for the longest time he has not received the credit that is due to him 
that is you uh, to him yeah his songs and people usually remember oh sanam i mean these indie people these wannabes they and those quote unquote 90s kids they talk about oh sanam being so good and all and uh, some uh, some people would also remember his songs from kahona pyar hai i guess ek to a mere a mere dil tu gaaye ja that was an amazing song um and another was na tum jaano na hum these two were uh, these two and uh, oh sanam these three songs are some uh, this, that when you talk about luckily these are the three songs that come to mind but when you look beyond those three songs you have these uh, you have this huge plethora of songs which are so amazing they are so so so, uh, so soulful in uh, in nature and and they they it just fills you with happiness whenever you listen to them and uh, i came to i i learned first time in back in 11th grade um my dad my dad kind of introduced me to him and uh, i i remember i started listening to him at a very dark phase in my life you know romantically so to say and his songs were so they were so influential so to say uh, that whenever those upbeat good love songs used to play like ahista from basna hai hasino and um uh, and ek pal ka jeena these songs when they used to play i would like i would be so optimistic yeah like this 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 thing is going to happen i am so sure of it and uh, and when songs like abija used to play i i would just think oh na bhai block already kar chuke ek bar ab dusri bar phir se bhi karne wali hai so the, the lucky ali actually helped me through that phase uh he uh, he really p- p- dragged me through that phase and i i can't begin to say how much lucky ali and his songs mean to me and yeah and when i uh, when i watched him in that concert when i saw him at that concert uh, last year i guess exactly one year back i'm pretty sure it was 23rd november or something like that uh exactly one year back i saw him and it was such an amazing feeling you know he was interacting with the audience he was uh, singing all these songs other than oh sanam and uh, um it was it was just a good feeling man i just it was like being with him on the stage and singing with him really and it was so good and uh, i mean uh, tell me about your favorite singers um what uh, what singles do you like to listen when you uh, go back to this era um kunal so yeah kunal go first well for me So you know, uh, there are a lot of singers that I go through, and there's like totally depends on the mood. Like these days, I get too depressed, sort of. I will not say why. Uh, well, I think I said enough, like more than enough. But uh, yeah, so I sort of uh, go through some KK songs or uh, you know, Nadan Parinde. Like uh, last night, I was on a Nadan Parinde loop for round mm-hmm. about one hour. Okay. and little bit tears in my eyes <laughs> so yeah it it was in mood or something and you know i remember when we were in coaching me and samrat so after the classes would get over we would stay back in coaching and study uh, in a different room so there were like two three kids there and after like studying for hour one or two we get so bored so we would just sing by song aadat by atif aslam you know ab to aadat si hai mujhko so we relate you know doing that same thing over and over you know solving questions and all and then the song it felt in place you would feel so refreshed singing that song and then out of the blues kids would join us you know four five kids out of the blues would come and it was you know we singing the song in the coaching up to other cm which and all so the teacher would also get psyched out ki what is happening to them are they fine or what and so yeah it, it was really fun moment you know so i guess it's more for me mood to mood and yeah these days the heartbreak mm. 2000 playlist on oh, spotify yeah. is my favorite <laughs> so uh, what about you man you are in the <laughs> you know in your heart you're in your spring mood love like, is every- my playlist reason so I what is your playlist got into bollywood again in the 11th grade when i was going through as i just said particularly bad romantic situations so i rediscovered atif aslam and the love that i had for his music when i first listened to adil and we listened to it back then as a meme but from a meme it became serious <laughs> i actually yeah. started listening to the song and relating to it and uh, <laughs> that's what helped me a little and i had adat 
I had wo lamhe from the Zehar movie and all of these Atif Aslam songs which are sad and stuff but they sort of helped me through that phase and coupled with XXX the Taxion's songs and this stuff it it made life a little easier for me I, yeah Atif Aslam Atif Aslam I think uh, like was one of the artists I distinctly remembered from I think uh, 8th 9th standard and all uh, I think that's around the time when his movie when, when this movie Badlapur came out it had this song Zina Zina and I think it was one of those few songs that you know uh, I mean I really connected to and I really liked right you know this the song is about you know living you know just trying to live you know without something that you had you know uh, you had been like that had been your life for your entire life almost right and i think uh, that is a song that i really liked and i even performed that uh, in a class you know in, a, in in my school i used to have these class cultural events i i sang this song with one of my friends on stage and that was my first uh, you know experience singing on a stage with people watching me and shit so yeah i think that was amazing another song i think uh, from i think i remember from 7th standard this again was from a cultural e- event key practice you know it was uh, jhankar beats uh, it could it went yeah yeah, it, it, yeah it was something yeah, it went yeah. something like you know tu hi jaan bhi hai aasra bhi hai teri chahat zindagi hai you know what was that yeah, song's yeah. name um uh, tu aashiqui hai ha tu aashiqui exactly exactly that was the song and yeah we used to have you know group practices of uh, singing the song and yeah it was amazing i think uh, you know i think that was a part of uh, you know bollywood that i also you know just took in and this time you know more structurally and more you know informatively rather than passive hearing so yeah you know uh, you talk about jhankar beats and I guess that album came out uh, in 2000 2001 if I'm not wrong let me uh, um Jhankar Beats came out in 2000 and anyways it came out in the first uh, couple of years uh, it came out in 2003 so yeah Jhankar Beats and Dil Chahta Hai these two albums came at the beginning of this decade and they kind of set the tone for this decade you know the optimism in these songs and uh, the energy in these songs you know कोई कहे कहता रहे तू आशिकी है एंड दिल चाहता है द टाइटल ट्रैक इट सेल्फ दीज सॉन्ग्स दे काइंड ऑफ सेट द स्टेज फॉर यू नो दैट इट काइंड ऑफ सेट द स्टेज फॉर इंडियाज ग्रोथ एज अ कंट्री एज अ कंट्री एज अ होल इन दैट डिकेट एंड इट वॉज लाइक लिस्निंग टू दीज सॉन्ग्स रेट्रोस्पेक्टिवली आई कैन से दैट वेन पीपल यूज टू लिसन टू दैट सॉन्ग दे वुड हैविंग गोइंग लाइक इंडिया हैज अराइव ऑन द स्टेज बॉस इन ऑन द वर्ल्ड स्टेज we are here to dominate everyone and that's so good you know that energy that comes of it those albums it's just so amazing so you had at that time a lot of movies that were based outside of india and told nri stories and this in my opinion showed uh, you know the impact that india sort of had on the world and you had indians going out and making a name for themselves in different nations and yeah the music as well as the movies sort of mirrored that very beautifully you had kabhi khushi kabhi gham and objectively bad movie with kabhi khushi kabhi gham it had a lot of and uh, there were movies like there were movies and albums like dil chahta hai of course but there were also albums like kabhi khushi kabhi gham which had a mm. wide variety of songs yeah and you know i remember this one album so you know uh, the singer of this particular favorite song night right now that is a meme lord okay and before that he was a good and his name is sonu nigam and uh, you know uh, this album was kal ho na ho and it had a very beautiful song and i yeah. guess everyone remember har gadi badal rahi hai dhoop zindagi so like sonu nigam also you know sang so many beautiful songs and the nri story you know based outside so it was so wonderful songs uh, at that time and then it was abhijit bhattacharya you know he was dubbed as voice of sharukh khan but then you know obvious reasons break up and shit so like yeah also uh, sonu nigam with bhattacharya and also it was like the thor of good singers out there you could you know there were so many you couldn't even remember all of them there was like uh, 
or like a book big book of all the good singers out there who are doing excelling and right now yeah, you, you can know, hardly you fill a page full of good singers full of singers I, I i can't remember many of them you know and that is so bad calling myself a bollywood music enthusiast from the 2000s and then saying that i don't remember the singers but then that's a fact because there were so many singers and so many good albums that you just can't remember all of them but then you had guys like adnan sami who who was an amazing singer you know his uh, his uh, the title track of uh, salame ishq i guess he sung that song right and it was such an amazing song i remember the movie, movie was extremely boring i don't know what direction but uh, that song the title track and a couple of songs uh, in that film they were so good and um yeah, then you had some singers that who would appear in just one or two songs and then suddenly disappear like uh, um take roop kumar rathod for example um he was he sang that song um, dil ko tumse pyar hua from rehna hai tere dil mein he sung that song and uh, he sung one of yeah, the, yeah, uh, he sung that uh, i'm forgetting the name but he sung one song on veer zara which was the most popular song on that album um uh, and such uh, the, the, people they would appear on one or two songs but they they let left such an impact on those albums and uh, that's that's something to be noted you know the talent in that genera- uh, generation that you could appear in or you could just be on one or two albums and then you could leave a mark for so many more years to come forward it's just amazing and uh, we can objectively agree that these uh, these uh, artists these albums they are still good i mean uh, you can uh, listen to all the amal malik and uh, um, uh and uh, bacha for all you want but then in the end you you know that uh, the better songs were from 2000 and i know this sounds like a very boomer comment and this is very patronizing but yeah this is the truth uh, really and it just i don't know it just feels so good listening to it and <laughs> i just realized that we are reiterating the same point again and again that it feels so good listening to 2000 bollywood music so so i guess we should change and you know but uh, guys if you all don't know that our indian music also had yeah. a, you know foreign collaboration yeah, like snoop dog so for those who don't know snoop dog was actually part of Are, movie. I, and i, I think arjun would tell you more you know arjun would tell the story uh, i was just listening to uh, some uh, some uh, hip hop i was just in that west coast mood um, frame of mind back then and then i remember that snoop dog appeared on uh, um, uh, this one bollywood song i couldn't remember which so i just typed snoop dog bollywood movie and then it was it was sing is king if i'm not wrong and he sung in the title track and he was he was just vibing like uh, uh, he usually does in all of his songs and uh, punjab girls and punjabi guys are uh, punjabi munde are dancing behind him and it was such a cool thing and uh, you know india had that hip hop phase like proper hip hop wait 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 sing is to the main title tag uh, sing is king that yeah, one it, holy it, shit i did i never knew yeah, yeah sing so, uh, i don't remember that itself in the video coming back to that uh, in the post credits okay uh, the music video for this for this song plays the title track and snoop dog is there in a sherwani wearing a pagdi yeah holy yeah. shit Don't that tell me. I am going. That is the first way I think I'm going to check after this podcast. Holy shit! And Snoop did a lot of weird shit in his time, man. Uh, He still does weird shit, bro. Snoop Dogg and weird Snoop shit is in tandem. Like Snoop Dogg and weird shit are friends bro. forever. And Bollywood had that hip hop phase back then. It was, yeah, I guess, in the mid to uh, late two thousands. Bollywood got into that hip hop mode and like proper, you know, early uh, the the kind of hip hop like that Snoop Dogg used to do himself. and and the funniest thing is abhishek bachchan had a rap song on bluff master and that rap song that it is like a proper uh, you know west coast type of rap song and it is so weird listening to abhishek bachchan rapping uh, rapping in english first of all uh, it, it is kind of very funny you know and secondly and secondly it is so funny when he talks about pimping and he says that i like it rough <laughs> <laughs> it was i was let me, let me tell you dude but that shit slapped okay that, yeah it was an amazing song also talking about rap in bollywood yeah. did anyone of you, you guys listen to brother v mm. i don't know oh, his I, name 
but i haven't listened to it okay okay mm. so dude like this dude brother v i think he 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 did one of the raps in this movie you know uh, chennai express but he's not known he is like more of a indie scene guy but like he did some bollywood i think that is one of the few places where you have proper you know you know like proper english and you know sort of not just english i mean a sort of a that sort of rap uh, mainstream hip hop Uh, uh you know thing you had i think that was the first time uh, you know we had this sort of entry uh, and yeah uh, i think uh, he's a, he's a really great he was a really great rapper i think brother v was a genre in and of itself i mean his his raps aigri nandani and atma ram were like something that you know really sort of i think that was and he was one of a kind in that industry so you know there's nothing that you can compare him to but you know for example in atma rap he he does a rap in sanskrit there's an entire segment of rap that is in sanskrit and that is something that is goes off your mind yeah and yeah and that is something yeah. that is really you know you i think i think that didn't really jam with bollywood style of you know music and the way we do music here and that is why bollywood did not you know take him up more than once or twice but uh, you know in in random places but i think that if this sort of stuff had jammed i think brother we would have rocked it man you know rappers mein one very good rapper who uh, another very good al- uh, rapper who had a couple of uh, albums who was on a couple of albums but uh, uh, movie albums but uh, uh, he has a lot of albums to his name it was i guess bohemia bohemia was uh, he is best known for the chandni chok to china title track right and um uh, he was a very good rapper and i i recently heard of him and started listening to him and he he does he is an amazing rapper he uh, his songs have um, uh, some very cool beats some sick beats on his uh, songs and uh, he raps like a proper west coast east coast singer uh, so i think uh, the jaguar is also by bohemia right um which one he had a feature kudi kendi baby pehla jaguar la la that one yeah yeah yes And in my opinion, yes, Bohemia at that time was in its I prime. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was releasing. He had moved to the West Coast, and he was very inspired by the sound. And it is very obvious in sort of his lyricism, his uh, uh, delivery, as well as the beats that you know he raps on. And uh, yeah, Bohemia is amazing. He fell off hard after that point, and uh, after that point in time. But I still rem- like still. that period of bohemia's career in my opinion was his best it was his connection yeah and you know when we talk about music um, hip hop was very popular but uh, we uh, the genres that were picking up rock was very getting very popular back then too and rock was really popular because you know uh, these young guys uh, uh, young people back then they were uh, they wanted to look cool kind of and wanted to play guitar and stuff and uh, अब तो मोस्टली अकूस्टिक ही बजाते हैं अकूस्टिक पे एक दो गाने बजा लेते तीन चार कॉर्ड्स वाले बट बैक देन यू हैड पीपल हु रियली वांटेड टू गेट इनटू रॉक एंड स्पेशली आफ्टर एल्बम्स लाइक रॉक ऑन रॉक ऑन वाज एन अमेजिंग एल्बम आई रिमेंबर एंड सॉन्ग्स फ्रॉम इट एंड सम अदर सॉन्ग इन दिनो आल्सो हैड सम वेरी गुड रॉक सॉन्ग्स इन इट एंड दिस दिस एल्बम्स रियली पुट पीपल इनटू द मूड टू पिक अप अ गिटार एंड जस्ट स्टार्ट जैमिंग एंड I remember Rock on when Rock on came out uh, my dad he was super pumped for that movie I don't know why but he was super pumped for that movie and he was like he was uh, pressuring us all to chalo dekhne chalte dekhne chalte and I was like hey, kya movie hai kya faltu sa hoga matlab mere ko man nahi hai gaane pe kya and when I actually went to watch it it was such an amazing film it was such a cool film and whenever that song pichle 7 dino mein plays you you can't just stop and uh, you can you have to, to go na 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 everybody goes uh, he, everybody starts doing that and it's it was such an infectious album and amazing songs and uh, i guess farhan akhtar and arjun rampal they both uh, did the vocals and they i guess played the album all the all the four they did played their own instruments if i'm not wrong right yeah yeah uh, the- like uh, farhan akhtar is a musician you know he is a musician he sings well uh, hmm. makes songs and all and uh, arjun rampal was also good with the guitar so it was really nice to see like you now actors uh, showing yeah, the talent and putting and, uh, hard work it was just amazing music. and then in dino in dino was an amazing album in dino is in fact my favorite album from that decade 
uh and uh, uh, i don't know why pritham is given a lot of stick these days for being a copycat and stuff and when you listen to an album like in dino you realize that he he was a really good musician in dino had some amazing guitar on it they it had some amazing lyrics and kk in songs like um alvida and uh, um oh meri ja you you can't deny it was one of his best works kk's best works are on indino and uh, th- this album it was a very good mix it just uh, if if anybody asks me uh, what uh, what piece of artwork uh, captures mumbai best i am going to say indino album is the best uh, way to define uh, the a life in a metro city like mumbai and <laughs> and uh, uh, you uh, they you have songs which show the downs of a life uh, of life in such a big city like uh, alvida and then you have songs which uh, show the energy that people put in people who work there in songs like o meri jaan and uh, barsana and it's, uh, it's an amazing it's a complete album it's a complete album and it is very rare that you come across such albums you know uh, and it was a very good album pritham for me he is a genius just for that album itself he is a genius for me you know arjun you pointed out the thing you know uh, which captures mumbai the best yeah. and i suddenly remember this one song yeah. it's it's on the movie sathiya and it's oh humdam sonio re and you know the in this you know uh, vivek obroy is listening to music and you know yeah, riding on his bike all over bike mumbai movie, showing this idea came in this song what kind of message the director uh, what uh, money I and an amazing story related to Saath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 listen to these guys, and you will be shocked. Someone go, man, go. This cruiser uh, while singing that song, and that is a Yamaha Enticer. And okay. my dad got that motorcycle at that time, and uh, I would get super excited whenever that song came up because it was I could see my father's motorcycle. सब से शार्ट अरे ये पापा की मोटरसाइकिल वाला गाना है लगाओ लगाओ वांटेड मेरे को सुनना है मेरे को सुनना है एंड एंड आल्सो अलोंग विद युवा साथिया वाज साथिया एंड इट्स सॉन्ग्स वर यू नो सॉर्ट ऑफ अ यूनिफाइंग फैक्टर फॉर मी एंड माय फैमिली आई रिमेंबर लाइक माय मॉम एंड डैड टेल मी अबाउट हाउ हाउ वी ऑल यूज्ड टू कम टुगेदर एंड डांस टू द सॉन्ग्स ऑफ टू द सॉन्ग्स ऑफ साथिया एंड द टाइटल ट्रैक ऑफ साथिया and you know guys uh, i uh, nag to samrat like is in entire not is good shape so i nagged him to get it repaired get it repaired he finally got it repaired and then we both went on a like long I, ride yeah. you know driving around the city trying to you know sort of imitate that listening to song I, with the earphones yeah. and like oh hum tum sunyo that's exactly the, this is exactly the thing you know so when i so uh, nice. when uh, when we talked about that you associating uh, the music with some piece of image and memory and uh, it's funny samrat talked about yuva and sathiya in the same uh, breath because uh, uh, both of them were maniratnam films Sathya was not directed by Mani Ratnam but it was produced by him and he uh, he was uh, he had a major role in its production and Yuva was directed by him and both the albums had AR Rehman as his, as its director and whenever you have Mani Ratnam and AR Rehman on an album uh, a Mani Ratnam and AR Rehman collab oh it will yeah. be amazing you know take Ooh. um uh, take uh, uh, Roja Uh, take Rosa, Rosa or Rosa? I Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. It's a Rosa, Rosa. And the Bombay, iconic songs Bombay of Rosa and the cinematography. Oh my God! Yeah, that song. Huh? And uh, then you had Sathya and Yuva. Uh, the funny thing about uh, Sathya and Yuva is that Mani um, Ratnam apparently made a Tamil remake or Tamil remake of both films, and in fact of. he has made a tamil kannad and telugu remake and <laughs> and ar rehman has legit copied all the songs exactly word to word from uh, the hindi version to an uh, to the english version uh, he does this pretty much on every other mani ratnam album and it is so funny for example do you remember that song um, anjana anjani from uh, yuva khuda hafiz <laughs> hey khuda hafiz i do i do yeah Yeah, it was a so uh, it uh, Lucky Ali was also on that song and uh, Lucky Ali's part uh, you know the, that part where the chorus part where Lucky Ali starts <laughs> them completely he's screaming on. Ah, uh, I think Arjun got the point. And 
and uh, and, uh, and uh, you know uh, the exact exact same chorus is on the telugu version tamil version and the uh, kannad version right and that is so funny like this guy he's such a talented person he's such a talented guy and uh, he just uh, uh, whenever he puts out an album it's just an amazing mind blowing album but whenever he makes a remake of that a remix of that it's just kind of the same movie, same song copied from the original one I mean, uh, you remember the movie? It was starring yeah, 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 Ashwarya yeah. Rai, Abhishek Bachchan, and Vikram from South. It was Ravan, if you remember. So that was made in South also, North, and the songs were copied, and so much so they were like literal translations. Like he took the song, translated into other language, and voila, nothing was changed. It was that level of you know uh, work going on, and the song especially, Behne Do, Mujhe Behne Do. and all these things so mani ratnam and i don't know what the things but still i would say the work both of them mani ratnam and neer rehman have produced in collaboration one of the finest remember, uh, ever you could this, uh, find when, uh, mani ratnam used to have a partnership with la raja before that and uh, when he broke uh, broke off his partnership with la raja and that too over a commercial uh, jingle ad uh, ad jingle by ar rehman so many people were shocked and they were like this is like uh, the, he is committing uh, matlab cinematic suicide in a way ha huh? but then he uh, the the first album that they both cranked out was roza and it was an amazing it was a beautiful album i mean roza is one of the high points in a decade which had generally very shitty albums you know so uh, this is one thing that i just realized The 2000s is sandwiched between two very bad decades in terms of music and to some extent movies also, right? Nineties uh, was nineties is not at all as special as a group of people known as millennials make it out to be. I mean, uh, they talk about it as if it was the best period in India's history. Uh, things couldn't be any better. I mean, but uh, in their defense, I would not say completely. But I would, uh, you know, like to point out one yes. particular singer yes. who made '90s special, and that was S.P. Balasubramaniam. S.P. Balasubramaniam made '90s so special, and after that, also uh, in South movies, uh, if you would go and listen, I tried a lot of music around that. So he he was like also an eternal artist. Interesting fact about S.P. Balasubramaniam that was that he used to write all of his lyrics down in English. Okay, Hindi guys. whatever hindi songs he sang he used to write the lyrics in english and try to get the pronunciation as perfect as he could he did not know a let, like a word of hindi but he sang perfectly because he practiced that much he tried to you know match proper hindi pronunciation by writing it down in english and then singing it over and over bro this is nothing you know there is this one song of rd verman and bala subramaniam and asha bhosle are on it and it's okay but the mind fuck part is bala subramaniam sang that song in bengali bala subramaniam sings that in proper flawless bengali and yeah. that is so amazing and this was one great thing uh, of uh, that period uh, of those artists you know of bala subramaniam lata mangeshkar atha bhosle they used to they could sing in almost any every other language you know lata mangeshkar has songs in almost every indian language yeah, uh, yeah. and opinion, it just it just speaks to the level of dedication that they had towards their craft yeah true and it's just amazing and then you have mohammad rafi who uh, who has so many bhajans he has sung so many bhajans and it just feels so good and it they're actually very good bhajans i mean uh, um uh, whenever if you if i wake up 6 in the morning i can uh, listen to bhajans by mohammad rafi playing in behind my society so that's that's such a good thing anyways coming back to 90s you know 90s people they make out 90s to be this great decade of uh, uh, what i don't know they talk about it in such nostalgic tones as if, as if things couldn't be better but if you look at it objectively things were far from it you know the nation was on the brink of economic collapse at the beginning mm. right there was political instability the, the entire decade uh, and um, then you had communal disharmony i'm not going to go into that <laughs> but you you had communal disharmony and terrorist attacks were beginning to uh, were uh, beginning to make their mark and 
the thing there was a chaos india was literally on the edge back in the 90s and and the songs the songs and the movies were also not that good the movies were all made on that one particular formula of uh, appeasing of appeasing family values and stuff or they were of that tapori loafer kind of thing and even the songs were of the same quality you I know agree, either either they were of the kind that the quote unquote loafers uh, uh, used to listen to uh, or it was the kind of song that all the family sare ghar wale jo hain baith ke living room mein sun rahe hain and matlab hum saath saath hai types wale type ke gaane baj rahe hain and and it was very monotonous and um, and i don't know why but kumar sanu is hailed as this very amazing singer uh, and um uh, he he is supposed to be a very uh, when you think of 90s kumar sanu is the first thing in mind that comes to you but in that opinion udit narayan was a much better singer yeah. than him you had and narayan you had jagjit singh at his prime and i don't know why people still connect that to kumar sanu and i for one i'm very saddened by that fact because kumar sanu okay i agree okay he is a decent singer but he isn't he isn't something exceptional and i don't know why people love him so much i personally have never liked kumar sanu a lot in whenever i listen to his voice i'm reminded of shitty 90s movies and shitty 90s songs and that just ruins everything it ruins the whole decade for me and exactly when i exactly decided to break that cocoon of you know uh kumar sanu's impact i listened to a lot of good stuff like there was there were some very good albums and very good singers beyond kumar sanu that in my opinion aren't as recognized today and that's that's very sad yeah true there are couple of songs which are very good of his and i'm not denying that fact but uh, but uh, it they are not talked about much and uh, yeah that's true but uh, um, okay 90s decades it the, ni- the 90s decade was a very monotonous period uh, in my opinion in terms of music quality and music and the lyrics lyrics especially were very bad and the music production was real bad you know back then you had uh, uh, glo- uh, uh, you had peer, the, the music directors were just like acha humne ye makarena suna to chalo ab makarena ka indian version bana dete and it was it was such a matlab the, the way they used to copy the songs it was such a bad copy yeah this over glorification of 90s is so problematic because a lot of disturbing shit that we relate bollywood to was also yeah. happening in the 90s right i mean all the sexism that was happening in bollywood all the objectification that was happening in bollywood also happening in this time you know this we had songs like tu ha karegi ya na kar tu to hai meri you know all that shit i think that was 90s right i mean all that stuff was happening in the 90s and we talk about 90s like oh man it was like such a beautiful time and what not i think you know this hype i think i think it is very rightly attributed to the millennials uh this entire hype about 90 yes. eh? 90s were not that great man 90s was like uh, you know we were trying to come up you know back from a debilitating economy we were trying to just cope uh, with life and i think some of the real shit that happened real good shit i think was happening in the 2000s with this sort of this you know this entire new optimistic culture that was in and i think it is just going down again so i think this 2000 to 2010 was i think you know uh, that was mm-hmm. a real time to be alive so to I mean yeah I noticed myself that you know the uh, 90s the movies are all you know relating yes. to that family thing and mm. it's just getting monotonous and boring you know there was no but after uh, as uh, you know I would relate it uh, we could relate it to the economy thing so after that opened though there was a like we have said before also this peak of individualism and uh, individuality was increasing so songs according to that and right now at current there is this rise of uh, fake nationalism yeah, which is definitely. again killing that youth spirit and only place where i can see the youth spirit is uh, something just not mainstream the indie music and i guess i guess the future What? of music now rest in india i guess on the indie music only because i really don't see now a scope for bollywood music to resurface always remains on the sidelines right indie music when you uh, uh, when you make it mainstream when it comes to the mainstream it no longer remains indie music indie music is this particular genre which is kind of underground you know that it has a niche group of audience 
and uh, this niche group of audience are a dedicated lot and um, they will listen to this uh, they will listen to them until they go commercial once these indie bands they go commercial it is no longer the music that they used to produce that is what i so i don't know indie music also will remain indie music always for example take a uh, indie music band from the 2000s euphoria right euphoria was never you never saw euphoria coming into mainstream bollywood albums right and uh, 2000s was the decade when they were really experimenting with all the bands and all genres so uh, i'm pretty sure many would have approached euphoria too for to come into their albums and stuff but they didn't because if they do they would lose uh, they would have lost a very significant base of their fa- support base and um, that is something that they can't indie indie bands and artists are very dedicated to their followers and um, it, it it seems hard for me to see them coming mainstream it 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 seems very highly unlikely for in my opinion but uh, yeah uh, you know as generation z gen z and uh, you know uh, getting into this decade as uh, as the youth right now we are the uh, youth right now ha huh? i guess it is kind of our responsibility to ensure in a way that uh, we bring back that uh, enthusiasm and that uh, optimism back uh, which was back then 20 years back so to say ha huh? and uh, um, yeah man we really need to bring that back and uh, we uh, we need to be happy again you know our, it all boils down to being happy again uh, the that we all like i guess we all can agree that yeah. the music that we all like these days are sad depressing music with slow beats and the nihilistic lyrics and that is something that we all like right like weekend or joji or uh, take that song death bed for coffee that these are all uh, existential songs uh, these are all existential songs and existential artists and um i guess we need to bring back that enthusiasm that we used to have at a point of time so I don't know guys let's see let's hope that this decade is one that brings change in a way I mean okay so uh I think we are nearing the end so uh, I would like to say two things first of all guys there's this song by Atif Aslam uh Taj Dare Haram if you haven't listened it's a coke studio special so guys please do try it out Taj Dare Haram by Atif Aslam and second of all for enthusiasm to come up I would uh, really ask the nations please cut on the global warming thing please please i really don't want to you know uh, come out of a law school and see <laughs> that my law firm is underwater so please guys please don't do that future please don't make our education go to waste <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but by the way ek ek album mera bhi recommendation hai itna humne lucky ali ke bare mein baat kiya so uh, the, in my opinion his best album till now is sifar Uh, it came out in 1998 and it is an amazing album and it has some very good songs it has all, all, all the songs on it are very good and i guess if you uh, you guys if you get the time just listen to it uh, the you um, see and even the audience it is an amazing album it is a beautiful album and uh, um, yeah so you know let's wish uh, let's pray for the best and um, we hope to uh, talk to you guys again once again we hope to interact with uh, the audience once again soon and uh, t- uh, until then it's a wrap guys so take care guys bye bye so follow our at nerds novice uh, nerds novs and g's put the we'll put the link so please check it out and guys thank you so much bye bye